we have to make sure our body is physically at a low set point, that it's not on high alert. And that's what we have control over. This is the Begin Within podcast, where we believe real, lasting health and fitness requires you to start inside before you work out. I'm your host, Nate Slegger, and I'm here to show you behind the scenes of fitness. You already know exercise is good for you, but what about all the other things in life that affect your fitness? If you're looking for extra motivation to get started or to make sure you keep going, this is the place for you. Produced by BeginWithin.fit My guest today is Dr. Amy Novotny. She's a pain specialist, a speaker, an author, and an ultra-marathoner. She helps high-profile entrepreneurs, business owners, physicians, and others in chronic pain or dealing with mental trauma to alleviate pain, stress, anxiety, sleep deprivation, orthopedic surgery, and the need for medication. She's here today to help you to make sure that stress isn't holding you back from becoming a better version of yourself. Before we dive into the interview, here's a few things that I want you to listen closely for. First of all, the power of chronic stress in our lives. And I know that you realize that stress is probably not good for you, right? Um, But you're going to hear otherwise in our interview. There is stress that is good for us. Um, What I want you to listen for is what makes the difference between what we might call good stress and bad stress, for lack of uh, better words there. So listen carefully for that. We're going to spend a lot of time talking about breathing and posture. So when we get into that topic, if possible, I'd love for you to slow down, get into a place where you are able to just sit and listen and do the breathing exercise that Amy is going to take me through. As we were doing the interview and I was following her instructions, I felt a really cool shift as I did the breathing exercise. And I want you to be able to experience that as well. So if you're driving or whatever you might be doing, uh, maybe this is an episode that you want to come back to or just put it on pause when we get to that point that we're talking about breathing and make sure that you can do that when you can follow along because I know that you'll get some really cool results from it as well. And the last theme that I want you to listen for is controlling what you can when it comes to stress. Here's my interview with Dr. Amy Novotny. Out there in the literature, it shows that there are many chronic diseases that are related to stress. They've seen it time in and time out where stress impacts this nervous system in our body It's part of our, it's called our autonomic nervous system. And there are three components to it. Your digestive component, the enteric nervous system, the parasympathetic nervous system, which is that rest, relaxation, sleep, repose, 
And then your fight or flight nervous system, which is that fight, flight, or freeze response. So stress plays an impact, has a role in that and impacts that. And it puts us into that fight or flight mode. It puts us on high alert, whether or not we want that. And it causes chemical changes in our body. Cortisol levels increase. It, you know, can affect adrenaline. It can affect also your muscles and the way they work and the way that your blood is shunted to your your outside of your body, kind of to the skeletal muscles, and it makes you go into that freeze pattern. Mm. So there are many ways, whether it's affecting disease processes, whether it's affecting your ability to think, perform, uh, be creative, be imaginative, whether it affects your mobility, your ability to get stronger, have power, speed. So stress is everywhere. Obviously affects our mood as well, because normally when we're stressed, we're not always the most pleasant. So it really impacts every aspect of your life. Wow. Um, So I have a question for you. I mean, we, as we're helping people exercise and work out, and and you mentioned like get stronger, Mm -hmm. um, we're placing stress on them. So What's like, what, how would you explain the difference between, if you don't mind me putting you on the spot a little bit, the difference between like good stress or Mm -hmm. negative stress, if, Mm -hmm. if that's a way to classify them? Yes. Yeah. You can classify good stress versus bad stress or positive stress versus negative stress. And so there are times in our life where we do need to have a stressful event or something applied to us to help us get to the next level, to motivate us, to energize us. And those types of stressors are short-term stressors. Okay. Now, if let's say we live in a bubble and we didn't have all the other factors in our life going on, you go and do a workout, you push someone to their end. Once the stressor is taken away, the body said, okay, I'm no longer in danger. I've met that physical challenge that you just Mm -hmm. gave me. And the body goes back into parasympathetic relaxation. You go about your day. Now that's the ideal. Unfortunately, we have all the other stressors in life, work, finances, kids, parents, adult relationships. We have all these other stressors. And so if you have, if you don't know how to, or haven't managed those other stressors, let's say you do a physical stressor with a workout, Mm -hmm. your ability to calm back down may be influenced by all those other stressors that have ramped you up in life. And so that becomes a problem when you have chronic stress and you don't know how to release all those other factors because then you go do a workout and let's say you push yourself to the limit and you can't relax your your back on high alert, then that can lead to a problem. And that's where we want to shift people out of that, get mm-hmm. them to the point where they can calm their body down. So any new stressor that comes in their life does not create a problem and cause them pain or lead to anxiety attacks or chronic disease. Okay. Wow. Yeah. It would be great if we could just like shut them off. Right. Or get mm-hmm. in, get in the bubble. Like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we can't. <laughs> we can't. Yeah. No. So we have to learn strategies. And one of the one of the biggest things is we have to make sure our body is physically at a low set point, that it's not on high alert. And that's what we have control over. So sometimes we can't control, obviously, necessarily the actions of other people. We can control our response to it and how we perceive that. 
but there's also a physical, physical things in our body that we can do to decrease our fight or flight status and really bring us down from high alert and help us feel calm. So that creates almost like that bubble barrier that what things that happen outside of us were like, at least I'm calm in my body and I can feel it. Okay. And if I can feel that calm, it's going to keep me at a lower state so I can, you know, ward off some of those other stressors. Got it. So kind of like, instead of trying to find a cure for it, we're trying to prevent getting, getting there in the first place or taking some preventive mm -hmm. measures ahead of time. It's a little bit of both. Uh, we're never okay. going to find a cure for stress because stress is always going to be part of our life. Even if we lived on a deserted island with no one around, stress is still going to be part sure. of our life. So it's how can we manage it and use stress as a short bolus to move us or and then come out of that stressful state. And then also, once you learn that technique, how can we use it to prevent ourselves from getting too high and elevated where it turns into something chronic in a, or a disease type of manner? Got it. Got it. Because we, like, like you kind of mentioned earlier, we need some stress if we're going to move forward, if we're going to get better, we need it. Yes. So yeah, we do. We do need that poke in the rear end to try to get us to change and grow and do something different. Okay. Yes, absolutely. All right. Yeah. So what, are some of the strategies or maybe what's, what's mm -hmm. one of the best strategies that you found to, to help get us there? Sure. So it all comes down to starting with how we position our rib cage, which is going to okay. seem weird to people because your rib cage position affects that fight or flight nervous system. And it also affects your breathing and your okay. breathing affects that fight or flight nervous system. So we have a two pronged approach, how you breathe and how you position your body, both influence your stress levels and both can reduce your stress levels. And so I'll go into each of yeah. those if that's okay awesome. with you. Nate. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Okay. So that fight or flight nervous system I'm talking about that ramps us up and puts us into stress mode. It lies along your spine. So the more you contract the muscles along your spine, the more you crush on that fight or flight nervous system. So now this is going to be very counterintuitive to all you fitness people out there but I have done this for years and I've helped so many people out of pain and stress and, and surgeries, you know, that posture that we're all taught chest out, shoulders back, suck up your gut. Yeah. It well, is. as you were, as you're talking, I'm kind of, I find myself like straightening up. We're talking mm -hmm. about posture. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to go against all of those recommendations and break that myth of that perfect Superman posture is killing us. Okay. okay? Well, instead we want our rib cage down and our belly to come out with our rib cage down. And the reason why okay. here, I'm going to give you a little visual. If you imagine a cylinder, just like a can of soup or something, okay. a can of soup is stable when it's sitting on a flat surface and it's sitting on the bottom. Okay. When you tip a can of soup on the, one of its edges, it now becomes unstable. It's going to fall mm -hmm. over at some point. Same thing with our rib cage. Our rib cage is a cylinder. It is designed to be upright to protect the organs in the spine on the inside. When we do our Superman posture and we do chest out, shoulders back, suck mm -hmm. up your gut, you are taking it on an edge and you're hinging off of your low back and you can feel it. Your low back muscles kick in. Well, guess mm -hmm. what? Your back muscles, when they start to kick in, they start to crush on the fight or flight nervous system. So it ramps you up. It's going to tighten up all the muscles in your body. And now you become more inflexible. You become more rigid. 
you have a hard time curling up of a ball, twisting, turning, all these things. So that further ramps you up. If you think about it, you're kind of tired and sleepy and you go to stretch. What do we do? We throw our chest forward. We reach our arms back. We contract our back muscles to wake us up, to put us in a higher alert state, which is great if you're relaxing or if you need to run out of a burning building or you need to fight someone or you're freezing. That's, that's good. But 24 seven is not good and it's detrimental to our health. So it's not that I want you to be slunched, you know, slouched over and a hunchback or anything like that, but we have to get out of this, pull your shoulders back, stick out your chest, suck up your gut, because it is putting your body in a state of fight or flight mode. Instead, if we allow our rib cage to drop down in front without throwing your shoulders forward and allow our belly button to come out, you start to feel your low back relax. But that also means sitting back in your chair, let yourself relax back in the chair and you'll feel a calm come over you, which is great because now you're not expending energy on your physical state and you can expend it towards focus, Mm. attention, performance, whatever you're doing for your job or whatever your activity is. So that's one part of the equation. Now, if we look at how you breathe, when I lift up my rib cage and elevate my rib cage in front, now I'm lifting up my diaphragm. So I'm going to use my diaphragm less because a diaphragm is a dome sitting on some walls. And the way we get air in is that that dome moves down. So it flattens on top of the walls. Air comes into our, into our body through a suction and, and goes into our lungs. Now, when you exhale, the dome goes back up. Well, if the supporting structure of the diaphragm is very elevated, the diaphragm can't drop down much. So you're not going to get as much air in that way. So guess what you have to do? You have to lift up your rib cage even more to get air in. So then we get tight muscles in our neck, our shoulders, our back, and our Mm. intercostals between our ribs. So that's going to further increase your stress. And then you get those knots in your shoulders, which further increases your stress. And the beauty of the diaphragm is when it's working well, it stimulates a nerve to calm you down. And that's ultimately what we want is we want to be calm. If you think about, if you look at your dog, your cat, you think about big animals in the animal kingdom, lions and cheetahs, guess what they do all day? They curl up in a ball and they relaxed. And then when they need to move, guess what? They have as much energy as possible. And we would really benefit from that if we kind of pay attention to it, that if we want to do things for business or we want to create for a job, we want to be in a relaxed position. We want to be comfortable so we can put our energy towards our mind and our focus. Mm -hmm. The other thing it helps is fitness. We want to be able to be calm. So when we go to work out with someone like you or other people, we can have muscles that are ready to contract, to be strong. If we can calm down our nervous system, guess what? You don't have to stretch as much because your nervous system is calm. So the muscles aren't being told to fire, Mm -hmm. which is what happens when we feel like we're tight or inflexible. If we get the muscles back to where they're resting, guess what? You don't have to stretch. I mean, I run marathons, run 50 miles, hundred miles, run 50 miles pain-free. I don't stretch beforehand. I just calm my nervous system down. So the muscles are ready to go. So you can apply it in all different ways. And if we change the way we breathe, So if we breathe where we blow out and our belly comes out, you'll feel your rib cage drops down. So your nervous system can calm. 
So there's ways to implement all this all to help with that stress. Wow. That's awesome. I've I've not heard it explained like that before. So Mm -hmm. I would imagine, and and having worked with my own posture, working with clients that those are difficult things to start shifting. Mm -hmm. Um, because we're so, like you said, we're like our, we're just programming ourselves to be in this, this one spot that we think is good for us. Yes. What, how, how do we, how do we start working on that? Do, do yeah. we, would, should I curl up in a ball and try it? <laughs> Usually I highly, yes. I'm going to say yes, but there's steps before you curl up in a ball okay. <laughs> and start breathing. So normally I start with people sitting and we can go through a little exercise if we have time where we just kind of just explain, I'll just kind of explain a tiny bit. Okay. So if we're sitting in a chair, you want to sit all the way back in the chair, let your tailbone curl under you for all you fitness gurus out there. It's going to feel like you're slouching a little bit because you're letting your tailbone come forward a little bit, your low back relax. You want your feet flat on the ground and then look at your knees. Your knees should be at the height of your hips or higher. That will also help relax your back. And then we start by practicing how to change your breathing to help you calm down before we start implementing it into exercises or curling up in a ball. And you can do this. Anyone can do this sitting down, put one hand on your chest, one hand on your belly. And you go through a four-step breathing process where you breathe in your nose, pause a second, blow out through your mouth, then pause and hold your breath for three seconds. Now, the magic isn't in those four steps. It's in what you do with your body during those four steps. And so that looks like breathing in through your nose, pause, now blow out through your mouth, let your chest drop away from your hand, let your belly spill out. Counterintuitive. Mm -hmm. Then you hold your breath, hold your breath. Now breathe in gently, try to breathe in your nose, directing the air to your throat, pause, Now blow out, let your chest melt in, let your ribs drop down, belly spills out. Then hold, hold, now breathe in. Gently breathe in your nose to your throat. Pause and blow out, chest melts in, ribs drop down, belly opens. Hold, hold, and you get the idea. So there's more to it but you get the idea of how it can start to calm you down. Yeah. It, and you kind of feel like each, each repetition, you just kind of sink a little farther. Yes. <laughs> but initially, yep. like you said, it's a challenge. I, I kind of feel like that part of my brain of like, Hey, I learning, you're learning something new here. Like this is mm-hmm. tough. This is weird. <laughs> yes. Yes. Violating so, some new circuits here. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and there is a rewiring that has to go on. That's why when I start working with someone, we start very simple because when you tell someone you're going to learn how to breathe differently, most people say one, I already know how to breathe. And two, um, what do you mean breathe differently? And then they, there's a little bit of panic with that. So we start very easy and change one thing at a time. Okay. Wow. So awesome. Thank you. Um, just one final question as, um, someone might approach taking a look at their whole lifestyle and thinking, I have so many changes to make. I'm not sure even what to do, where to start. Mm-hmm. Um, in your experience, what advice would you give in that case? Yeah. So 
the first thing I would do is make a list of things that are stressful to you. What is stressful to you? And is there anything you can change? And start tackling your list. The other thing to do is reach out to someone who has a holistic point of view and who can help you, whether you need help managing the stress. Learning to breathe differently is going to affect every aspect of your life. So I would look at breathing as well. And then movement and nutrition. But the first thing I would do is make a list because once you have your list, it's out of your brain. That's going to take off some stress and then find someone to work with who really gets it, who who you resonate with, because having a support person, a coach, someone like that will help you when you get overwhelmed. Cool. Dr. Amy Novotny. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on, Nate. I really appreciate it. Amy has kindly offered you a free 15-minute consult with her. All you need to do is send her an email and mention that you heard her interview here on the Begin Within podcast. Her email is linked in the show notes, but here it is as well. It's amy at pauberinstitute.com. That's P-A-B-R institute.com. Send her an email, let her know that you heard her interview here with me on the Begin Within podcast, and you can have 15 minutes with her. And I can assure you that that 15 minutes is going to be really valuable. Um, I was on her website just checking out some of the testimonials, and it's interesting those that say they've spent five or six minutes with her, and it's made a big difference in their sleep and their health and wellness. So please take her up on her offer. Let her know that you heard her interview here with me. Did you catch the difference between good stress and bad stress? (laughs) It's simple. Bad stress is chronic. It never ends. Good stress comes to an end and we have an opportunity to recover from it. So we can turn what might be bad stress into just good stress, which is stress that helps us to get better, to grow stronger by creating space in life to recover from it. Finding time and maybe some methods that will help us to do that. And we got one tool for our toolbox today in that interview. One that you can keep with you is just that simple breathing exercise Um, Those simple postural changes that, as Amy explained, can help us to recover from stress. And the last thing before I let you go, wasn't her answer to that question, how do you you take the first steps to start dealing with stress? Wasn't that great? It reminded me of Dale Carnegie's book, How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. There... uh, He presents four steps that can help to banish, he says, 90% of your worries. Step one, write down precisely what you're worrying about. Step two, write down what you can do about it. Step three, decide what to do. And then step four, start immediately to carry out that decision. 
Thank you so much for joining me today. I know your time is precious, and for you to spend just a little bit of it with me is truly an honor. I appreciate you so much, and if there's anything that I can do to support you in your fitness journey, please let me know, nate at beginwithin.fit. I'll talk to you soon. If you are tired of feeling frustrated and disappointed with fitness and you're ready to get on the path to being the healthy person you want to be, just go to beginwithin.fit and click the Join Our Challenge button. We can't wait to support you in your fitness journey and help you to get the results you deserve.